Welcome to PR360, where every week the brightest minds in public relations, communications, and media discuss the topics and trends you need to know about. PR360 was produced in partnership with Global Results Communications. Now here's your host, Todd Perry. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to PR360. My guests today are Michael Axman and Jake Fleschner, founders of the Nucleus Network. The Nucleus Network consists of highly vetted and seasoned professionals across diverse industries, trusted experts who've all excelled in their respective fields. Uh, The network includes tech founders, VC legends, real estate moguls, brand experts, e-commerce wizards, agency owners, festival producers, influencers, artists, athletes, consultants, and more. Michael is the former head of partnerships at Teleport, chief of staff at Approved Experiences, and director of events at BlockBar. And he's worked with over 100 plus startups on fundraising, growth, project management, partnerships, and uh, product development. Jake is the former Chief Revenue Officer for David Meltzer Enterprises and has worked with athletes, influencers, business owners, and more on marketing, partnerships, sales, business development, lead generation, content strategy, and brand building. So I, I, I don't think I've missed anything, but is there anything I've missed about the two of you? I think that covers most of it. Maybe like our favorite sports teams or favorite food. But other than that, that was an incredible introduction. Great job, Todd. No, no problem. Um, also, let's see here. It says that uh, Michael was born at 642 in the morning at Cedars. Um, so, so okay. Well, I, I do want to know ahead of time, uh, what, what are both your football teams? Because you guys are sometimes in New York. You're in L.A. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm a Jets fan. So oh. that's my team. My team is, I'm an NFL fan growing up in LA. We didn't necessarily have a team. So I was a Chargers fan, but now we got the Chargers and Rams. So I'm kind of in between at the moment. Okay. Well, very good. Uh, the correct answer is Rams if you're going with the LA team. And overall, of course, the Las Vegas Raiders, the greatest team in professional sports history. So <laughs> let's get into it here. So two months ago, you guys founded the Nucleus Network. What inspired you to create the organization? Yeah, I can start here. So yeah, it's been it's been two months, maybe even three months. It's uh, it's hard to track time nowadays, uh, living this, the startup entrepreneur life. But why we started this company is we noticed and we've seen in business that there is a lot of fluff. I think a lot of people kind of have meetings to have meetings and they mm-hmm. meet people just to meet people. But mm-hmm. the next step in making connections and building a network, no one really has what we've seen a good way to actually uh, unlock their connections and unlock their networks. So while we built this network is we're going to our personal networks, figuring out what individuals and companies need and what they offer, and then making direct introductions for exactly what they're looking for, rather than okay. just just guessing and playing the guessing game. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of uh, how this all came to be and why we, we started the Nucleus Network. And, and both of us have very diverse networks on okay. who we work with and who we know. Michael's from New York and I'm from Los Angeles. So we brought it all together to create this uh, this great group of people. If you want to expand on that, Mike. Yeah. And on top of the New York versus LA, you know, Jake's background, as you alluded to, Todd, is more so in the kind of marketing partnerships, podcast, entrepreneur conference space, whereas mine is in the startup ecosystem, venture capital, uh, entrepreneur. So the, this, the networks really overlap and complement each other really nicely. Great. Um, now you just need a guy in Chicago who, you know, you need like the, the middle. That's right. Chicago, Miami, all the spots. Yeah. 
so what's the ultimate goal now that you've got this group of people together? Uh, where, are you, where are you headed? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, our, our vision and our mission here is, like Jake said, to help individuals and businesses unlock the power of connections. Mm-hmm. So when you ask about long term, you know, we want to be able to provide a platform for people to do so. So right now it's leveraging the networks that we've built up. But in the future, that looks like giving people the access, the resources, the tools, the know-how and the knowledge to be able to tap into their own networks and make connections for themselves to create win-win outcomes for all parties. It's not just the individual who's making the introduction, but both sides of the conversation of the agreement of the contract are gaining value. So that's kind of what the long term looks like. Cool. I think organizations like these are fantastic because you have a whole bunch of people who are coming together that have spoken, they've they really committed to the group, right? It's not, oh, I don't know if this guy's in, if this guy's out, if you can really go right. to this person. And so, I don't know, I feel like it sets it all in stone. You know who you're working with, you know who your company is, you know who your family is, right? Exactly. And the idea is that what you mentioned earlier as well, Todd, we're, we've done our due diligence on the individuals and the businesses that make up the Nucleus Network, right? Because our reputation's on the line here. So we want to make sure that we're only introducing people to other people and businesses who we can put our stamp of approval on. You know, they found some level of success in their respective industries. Um, they've done good work. And so we know that they'll continue to do good work and do good business. And so the idea is, you know, not only have we, we have this vetted group of businesses and individuals, but making sure that we can connect them to kind of help grow their own networks is a key, key focus for us as well. That's great. It's like you guys are assembling the A-team, right? You've got somebody for every task. That's right. And Todd, we got we to gotta add you to the A-team. You're, you're one of the Nucleus Network now. Great, awesome! I will, I will be the podcast wing of it. That's right. If that, if, if that works for you. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's as I went when I went over the list in in the beginning of the show of all the different people that you have within the, the network. Uh, you have you know people of you know VC people, real estate people, agencies. Is there anything that you need to complete the group? If the, is there somebody out there listening that you you need to make an appeal to and go, look, we need somebody who's really good at you know uh, making pizza, whatever, or you you need a restaurant guy somewhere, or you know, um, what is there anything you need really? Yeah, as far as industry goes, no specific industry I'd say is out of our wheelhouse, right? So we're very broad at the moment. Eventually down the line, which we go back and forth about is what is that niche industry or category that we'll eventually land on. But for now, we're extremely broad. We have companies we're working with like GoPuff, who are a multi-billion dollar company in the food delivery space and alcohol delivery space, all the way down to a local trainer here in in Los Angeles. So (laughs) it really is very diverse. We have real estate professionals. You named it at the beginning when you did the introduction. But we've really built up an expansive network all across these industries. And really what we're looking for is people who love to connect and also Mm -hmm. love to introduce people and are open to introductions. So when people ask us, what are you looking for? It's those that are open to introductions and then also are open to introducing people to each other. So that's really what the Nucleus Network's base is and what Mm -hmm. we're looking and who we're looking to connect with. Yeah. To add on to that, Todd, Jake has this great line and I might butcher it, but paraphrasing here, it says it's much easier to convince one open mind than it is a hundred closed minds. And so that's what we're right. looking for is the open-minded individuals who are, who have, you know, growth mindsets and who are looking to progress both personally and professionally. That's great. And again, when you have people that are stated, they're part of the group, they're part of the organization, their minds are going to be a lot more open to everything that everyone else is bringing. 
What are the types of things that you've learned just in the two months of doing this? Because you know you're getting in contact with people that aren't necessarily uh, experts in your. You, they're experts in fields that might be a bit different than yours, right? So you're getting to brush up against uh, people, you know, with different types of experience. Uh, what have been the big lessons so far? And I think before, uh, off the record here, before we actually started the podcast, you said yourself, Todd, that you've been doing this podcast for over a year and you've mm -hmm. had hundreds of people that you've interviewed and you said yourself, yeah. you've learned so much just from asking questions. Right. So we're the same way. I think being curious and being, as Mike said, open-minded about these different industries, we're learning the ins and outs. Of course, you can't be an expert in all things, mm -hmm. but just learning the the dynamics of the individual um, opportunities that are in those industries, I think has been super important. So for me, I didn't know much about the VC world and startup world, which is Mike, Michael's bread and butter. And I'm learning a lot about it. He actually, we make fun of each other where we'll just send each other texts of like VC phrases that I'm starting to learn, like a series A or a seed round that I know now. And Michael sends me stuff within the press press world, which is my background. Mm -hmm. And it's just fun to see us come together to just learn all these types of industries. Well, what's interesting, I don't know who said it. So don't, don't quote me. And I actually look for the quote everywhere. It came to me at some point. I, I heard it that like 80% of understanding a specific field is just knowing the jargon. Right. Like if you know VC talk, then you're you're going to immediately, you know, it through in that you, you, you learn a lot about the 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 task and the, the profession. And, you know, it's like the difference. Someone can be very intelligent with numbers and kind of understand money. But if they don't understand the dialogue, or the, the, the jargon of it, then that prevents them, you know, from from entering the, the field. You, you, you get me? It's like the. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then adding on to what you just said, Todd, it's interesting because, you know, since we're operating in all these different industries, we have to learn that jargon that you're talking about, or at least the surface level of that jargon. So, you know, whether it's uh, an agency who builds websites and apps for startups, and we may not know some of the terminology, if we're making introductions for people and someone wants to pay an agency to do that for them, we need to know what the terminology is. If they ask us a question, we have to be able to answer that question. And that goes yeah. for all industries. It's not just that one. So you're right. It's, it's, it's knowing the jargon helps you kind of unlock a lot of other doors in that space. And, yeah, and just and entrepreneurially, um, my, my mentor and actually uh, my old boss, David Meltzer, always told me a really good answer, which people are afraid to say is, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And if you say, I don't know, people trust you more. So yeah. a lot of advice that we give to, to younger entrepreneurs and, and people who are trying to make it college, high schoolers is be okay saying, I don't know, because it's, it's a better answer than saying yes and not mm -hmm. actually know. 100%. Yeah. You need to know what you know and know what you don't know. That's right. an important, important uh, life lesson. Yeah, the, there are known unknowns. And, but the great thing when you have a network like you have, you, you could say, I don't know, but this guy does. Right. Exactly. That's right. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> this guy on my team. You know, I've noticed that just in, I don't know, turned 47 yesterday. But I've noticed kind of the well, most. Hey, well, thank you, thank you. My my hair loss is now age appropriate. Uh, the <laughs> you look a day over twenty seven. Oh, thank you, thank you. There's a filter on me, you know. Uh, <laughs> I've I found that when it comes to people that I've worked with in the past and companies I've worked for, I think the the two greatest things in the the business leader or whatever the the CEO of the company was always if they were curious and uh, open minded. 
toward you know towards any solution instead of the people that were kind of more stuck in their ways and i think those are just like the two most valuable things that one can have especially in in, in being an entrepreneur you know yeah, I, I have a, a handful yeah. of mentors and individuals i look up to who are curious even after the wildest belief the wildest you know imagination of of success they've they've sold businesses they've They've really reached the pinnacle in their in their respective industries, but they're still curious about their own industry, about other industries, and that that curiosity is something that I think is a really important characteristic for any successful entrepreneur or business person. Yeah, and lots of times these people they see the value in everyone, like they understand that someone who's working at a diff- totally different part of the company and not. That maybe you know not close to on their level, but they still see that that person has value and perspective and understanding, and uh, that's also a huge benefit when when people have that type of open mindedness. So let's say a client comes to you. Uh, what is the usual? What's the interaction, or what are the what are the steps? You know what I'm saying? Like what's what's the funnel look like when someone comes to uh, your, your network looking for help? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people come to us, people and businesses saying, how do I tap into the Nucleus Network? How do I become a part of the Nucleus Network? How do I leverage the Nucleus Network? And it's really different for everyone, as you can imagine, right? If we're working with a venture capital firm versus an influencer, the conversation is different. Their ask is different. What we can provide for them is is different. So there's no clear cookie cutter approach. What I can say is that we're here to drive value and growth for our partners. And we'll be upfront if we're going to be able to do that early on because we don't want to waste our time or your time. So when somebody comes to us and they say, hey, I'm looking to, to you know hire talent or I'm looking to raise capital or I'm looking to get on more podcasts. I want to get on Todd's podcast. That's right. We can do our own due diligence and say, all right, like this is something we're able to, to carry out for you and here's what the next steps would look like. Or transparently, this may not be the best fit Here's somebody else who might be able to help you. That's kind of that first step. And again, the process looks different for everybody, you know, because everybody's looking for different things. Everybody offers different services. And so we try and handle each inbound request as a custom bespoke situation. Just to add on to that, it's, it's, um, we aim to just provide value upfront first. We try to mm-hmm. give whoever we're working with, even if we won't work long term with them, just saying like, hey, we'd love to make this quick introduction for you just based off that that call that we have with you, just because we think it's a valuable connect. Doesn't matter what it is. So when it comes down to our, our network and these new people that are trying to join and aiming to, we aim to just make one solid introduction for them to start mm-hmm. and then from there see what happens. And that's that's part of, of what we're building. It seems like the entire thing behind what you're doing is kind of maximizing the potential of relationships. That's right. That's exactly right. All right. Uh, Let's see here. So as you're both co-founders, what are your kind of specific roles? You've you've already said there's a bit of expertise that that both of you have. Can you flush out what what your basic roles are? So I'm the more athletic one. So I'm the (laughs) one to take care of our tennis games, our baseball games, and make sure that we're staying in shape. Good. Um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, actually to answer that, um, I mean, we balance each other out very well. Um, before we got into business together, this business, we started actually a, a spicy tuna crispy rice company back in the day during COVID. So we have good experience working together and we learned our strengths and our weaknesses. Um, our, we balance out pretty well. Like I don't think either of us are really primarily focused on one specific part of the business. I'd say Michael's background is in the startups and VC world. So any company that's looking to raise money, 
Michael is more prone to helping those types of companies. Mm-hmm. And then for me, it's more about podcasting, PR, kind of building networks. That's my technical background. When it comes to the back end, we, we basically do everything. Of course, a, a two-man team, a two-man startup, you got to have all hands on deck and you got to learn how yeah. to do everything, which yeah. what we're learning, like we, we actually just hired our, our first accountant to come in and, and help us, Fractional. So mm-hmm. it was just really funny to see how we didn't really know what we were doing at all. And now we don't need to because we hired someone to do it for us. So that's <laughs> right. That's the accounting side. I don't know if you want to add on to yeah, that. Yeah, Jake hit the nail on the head. I mean, internally, we're all we're, both of us are wearing many, many hats. Typically, we'll focus on different sections of the business and take ownership, but that doesn't mean the other one's not touching it. Like, you know, I'll handle, let's say, operations, and we both obviously lead business development, and Jake does a lot of relationship management and sales, and you know, we both do finance. So it's there's there's so much to do, as you can imagine, that it, it kind of takes it takes a village to get it done. Uh, selfish question here, uh, Jake. What kind of work are you doing in podcasting? Yeah, so in my previous work, I was the talent booker for the Playbook podcast. Which Playbook, we had, okay, okay. Yeah, so we had okay. thousand episodes, two thousand episodes. So I brought on probably about a thousand a talent. So I was a talent booker, and what we help with at the Nucleus Network, as a side note, is we help companies get onto podcasts. And we help them if needed, like grow their podcast. So kind of a mix and match of both. And I've worked with many podcasts in the past. So just figuring out good people to, to connect in the podcast world. And that's that's my background. Believe it or not, Todd, they're actually pretty intertwined, right? If we have a founder who's looking to raise some capital, we're able to put them in front of some investors and, and help them get the capital they need. They want to go tell the world about it. And so it kind yeah. of, it, it goes nicely, transitions nicely into, hey, you just raised this money. Why don't we go set up a marketing campaign for you to get that awareness out and get in front of the right target demographic and, and speak the story of what just happened? It's, it's the easiest way to get a meeting, in my opinion, rather right. than going to someone you've always wanted to meet with and say, hey, can we talk for 15 minutes on a Zoom or on a, on a phone call? The answer to that realistically is most likely no. But if you say, hey, come on my podcast for 15 minutes, I'll send you all the content, I'll send you a social clip, the answer is most, most likely yes. So we understand the, the prevalence of podcasts. Yeah. Okay, Dex, what? Okay, you know, I'm working right now, buddy. The Cheez-Its are here, little Todd. We have the Cheez-Its for you. <laughs> What's little Todd's name? Uh, that is Declan James Perry. All right, bye. Bye, Declan. Great name. So he uh, he put on a life jacket just to have fun, and he couldn't get it off. So he was, like, stuck in a life jacket. <laughs> this is... This is what happens when you have seven-year-olds. This you, uh, always uh, didn't know that was going to happen today. Well, trust me, I know I deal with a seven-year-old every day. Oh, that's so funny. I get a great one. <laughs> yeah. Very good, uh, very good. Now, uh, and one one thing, just to say it out loud, so you have it recorded. If uh, two two great people in podcast marketing I've had recently on this show, a gal named Lauren Passell and Ariel Nissenblatt. And both of them are kind of at the forefront of creative marketing strategies for podcasts. So just a quick note there. Um, Amazing. Thank you. Yeah. And let's see here. So I I did notice that it had on your website um, 
one of the network specialties is lead generation. And I used to work in advertising at a company and obviously lead gen- we did a lot of DR stuff and obviously lead generation was huge for the company. And I'm, I was always amazed about how there was always this new technology rolling in in different ways that people were capturing that type of information. Uh, are there any new developments in lead generation that people should know about? It's a great question. I think not all lead generation is really created equal. You know, again, it depends on the industry. So if we're working with a music festival who's looking to bring on some brand sponsors, that lead generation campaign looks entirely different from an agency, a podcast agency looking to bring on more guests. Right. To speak more holistically, yes, there are there have been some crazy new developments, especially with AI now, with some campaigns you can run that are automated that are really optimized for efficiency. To kind of go in tandem, you know, because our specialty here at the Nucleus Network is warm introductions. We, we know the individuals and the businesses. That doesn't mean we don't do any cold outreach at all to kind of continue to grow the network and help our partners get in front of more, more clientele. Um, I would say AI would be the first thing that comes to mind that we leverage on a daily basis to whether it's, you know, crafting email messages or, you know, uh, streamlining some of our internal systems and processes to help us be more efficient. There, the lead generation game is, is an important one and it's definitely changing day by day. Yeah. Yeah, And just to add on to that, um, it goes back to podcasting, actually, because Mm. I think in today's day and age, people want to buy from people that, of course, they like and trust. You've heard that before, but people don't want to buy from companies. They don't want to buy from the Microsofts or the Googles. They want to buy from the executives or the people that they know that work at Google Mm. that they like, and then they want to go into their company. So they want to find out about you, emotionally connect, and then go in. So I think it's the same in podcasting. And that's what I think is different that we're doing that other companies aren't, where it's, we're getting to know your prospective clients or either we know them or our network knows them. And then from there, we're making these warm introductions just to be friends and to connect without actually doing business together. And then it eventually leads to business. Right. Uh, You know, it's it's all about relationships in the end, right? Uh, Let's see here. Uh, You guys also work in growth marketing. When it comes to brands, do you guys have a specific philosophy or do you guys share a philosophy or uh, do you guys see things differently? I mean, we haven't talked too in depth about this, but I think we're pretty aligned on the concept of brand building and how in today's day and age, you have to build a brand. Yeah, It's extremely vital and important. We, we both post on LinkedIn as much as we can. We mm-hmm. have a series called the Nucleus Network Partner of the Week okay. where we're featuring one of our hundred plus partners in the Nucleus Network, show, showing what they do, what they're looking to do, who they're looking to connect with, and then tagging them on social media to build their brand personally. Yeah. Um, but I, I think if you're not building a brand in, t- in, in today's world, you're losing. Um, yeah. As much as the word of mouth will come to play, you need to be seen and you need to be top of mind. One of, one of the main things we always say is let's be top of mind with everybody or as many people as we can. So we're always just trying to show face traveling, getting on planes, being at that meeting. So we're top of mind brand building for the Nucleus Network yeah, and, and, and representing. That's too. right. This yeah. is the brand right here. But on the brand building front, like Jake just mentioned before, Todd, for your previous question, personal brand is really a focus for us too. Like the Nucleus Network is great and we're going to drive people there and people are going to understand the brand because of the deals we close and the introductions we make for them. But personal brand is is almost like a legacy, you know, it lasts forever. And so we're, yeah. we're really leaning into kind of the intersection between the brand behind the Nucleus Network as well as each of our own individual personal brands. And to put that in perspective, like the name of this podcast is PR360. Mm-hmm. All I'm talking about is Todd because I like Todd as a person. And then eventually I like PR360 now. Now there I understand 
podcast. Yeah. I like I like what you're saying. I like what you're saying. I dig it. Uh, yeah. well, well, I'd like to thank uh, both of you for coming on the show today. And call to action time. Uh, where do people connect with the Nucleus Network? Uh, where do they find both of you individually to get in touch? Yeah, you can find us at thenucleusnetwork.com. And uh, there's a contact form on there if you're interested in getting in touch, or you can find us on LinkedIn, Michael Axman, Jake Fleshner. You can DM us on LinkedIn, and those are probably the two best channels to get in touch with us. Wonderful. Well, you know, congratulations on starting the network, and I wish you guys the best luck going forward. And hopefully you guys can come back in a year's time and tell me how everything has grown. Absolutely, Todd. Thanks for having us. Enjoy the Cheez-Its. Thank you, Todd. (laughs) Thank you. Take it easy. PR360 was produced by Todd Perry in partnership with Global Results Communications. Be sure to subscribe to the show and leave a review wherever you get podcasts. Follow GRC on all socials at Global Results. Follow Todd on Twitter at Todd A. Perry. That's Todd with one D. Talk to you next week.